0: Okay, don't test me. Don't try me. I will fail. And all these people who think that it's woo -woo to care for yourself, to want a low stress lifestyle, the soft girl life. Like y'all are trying too much. No, like it is literally K wording us living these high stress lifestyles. And all we have to do to live a lower stress lifestyle is to stop claiming lower level struggle, literally do less ghost crisis people and be better with money. Okay, it is so simple. That's all we have to do. Do not wait until you are so sick that you can't even get out of bed because you are living this high-stress lifestyle that you can no longer sustain because you are choosing struggle. Hey, bestie! Welcome back to another episode of Big Sis Advice. Advice I wish my big sister taught me, but I didn't have one, so I had to learn the hard way. On today's episode, we are talking about four low-stress lifestyle habits that I absolutely swear by. Habits that I fought so hard to establish because I had all these very deeply ingrained limiting beliefs and trauma responses and just inherent personal narratives that were keeping me in a constant state of stress. Like it got to a point where I was sick, like physically sick from the stress, cannot get out of bed physically sick. And that was the point when I decided that I just don't wanna live like this anymore. Like it is literally so unhealthy to be choosing stress every single time I have a choice. And a lot of the times, obviously, it wasn't conscious. It was subconscious things that led me to choosing stress and struggle every single time. And so it involved a lot of waking up and realizing things to get to a point where I now actively don't choose stress or struggle. So I was really doing myself dirty back then. And now I know that I can do better because guess what? I did do better. Okay, so here's what I did better. Number one, I stopped choosing low level struggle. I ran up lower level struggle in our last chat, so watch it if you missed it. And a lot of people were so confused, like what is lower level struggle? And basically lower level struggle is struggle that you choose that is preventing you from struggling against higher level struggles that have higher level rewards. Long story short, pick a struggle, okay? Pick the higher level struggle that give you higher level rewards. There's these choices that we make in life that are very easy choices. And we know that if we make them, a lot of our problems will go away. It could be staying in a low paying job because it's your passion, even though it doesn't even pay the bills. So you're always in financial stress. That was the topic of our last chat. Or it could be living a sedentary lifestyle, making bad health choices every day and then being plagued by all these health issues because you chose the lower level struggle of not nourishing your body and not feeding your body right and not moving your body because you chose the lower level struggle of living an unhealthy lifestyle. It could be staying in toxic friendships, toxic relationships, toxic situations that consume all your time and energy and mind space and just makes you so depleted to do anything else. A lot of us could be choosing lower level struggle because we're self-sabotaging. Let's talk about it. Sometimes you choose struggle, you're choosing stress because you think that that's what you deserve. It's all you've ever known and why would you not choose it every single time? All these lower level struggles, they keep you from getting to the higher level struggles. Like if you're addicted to struggle, don't worry. There's even more, all right? Just pick a struggle. Pick the higher level, higher reward struggle. Okay, and I always talk about gamification. Basically, you treat life as if you're playing a game. So imagine that you're playing a video game and there's like two quests, you know, there's a fork in the road and you're given these two quests and you need to choose. And they're equally difficult, but one has a higher reward than the other. If you complete it, why would you choose the one with a lower reward, okay? And here is what's so messed up about reality is the higher reward struggles. Sometimes they're easier than the lower reward struggles, okay? It is so much easier to dump whoever you are in a toxic relationship with and find a new partner than salvage a toxic relationship that may never ever be fixed. So a lot of us have this false belief that if something is harder, there's a bigger reward at the end. Oh, it's more worth it. Sometimes it really is true that the things that give you even more reward are easy. You just have to pick them think about all the lower level struggles that you are allowing to clog your mind space there's plenty of struggle in the world and plenty of them will come your way so don't worry okay stop manufacturing your own this isn't a struggle potluck okay bring your own struggle like can we be for real stop it if you are addicted to struggle do not worry there's going to be a bunch more struggle coming your way all right at least When you choose the higher level struggle, you have something to show for it. Number two, do less, be more. When I tell you that these four words changed my life, these four words changed my life. And it's not just an abstract concept, okay? So for example, when I plan out my week, every beginning of the week, I look at my calendar, and if I have more than like one or two social things on the calendar, and they require a lot of me, like either I have to be super present, super bubbly, super like personable, which is a lot of energy. Like I'm good at it and I enjoy it, but like I get tired, okay? So I can't have a lot of those things on my calendar. And so I only cap it like at one to two, that's it. And by doing less, Of those things, I can be more, okay? I can be a better friend. I can be a better listener. I can be a better guest. I can be more of who I wanna be instead of being exhausted because I was doing too much. Okay, do less, be more. And another example is the podcast. People keep asking me like, oh, what's your posting schedule? Like, why don't you post more? Why don't you post more and stick to a schedule? Like, I never know when you're gonna post. And I'm like, I really, I'm thankful for the enthusiasm, but I don't know either, okay? I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to post. It just comes, okay? The ideas flow, they're invited, they come, they stay, they leave, and then they come again, okay? I don't know. And honestly, I don't want to post just to post, okay? I want to be someone who has something to say, not someone who has to say something, okay? There's a distinction there. That's not a good use of my time or yours. Like I have all these topics in my drafts and I'm a quarter through it. And then I realize I'm just saying a whole bunch of nothing. Yeah, I'm not doing this because by doing less, I can be more of the podcaster content creator I wanna be, okay? Like I want the enthusiasm to show. And I feel like if I do more at the expense of my inspiration, It's just not gonna work out long term, okay? So we're trying to create something sustainable here and this is what works. I know a lot of people vibe with a schedule, but I'm in my feminine, creative, chaotic era right now and I'm loving it, so there's no schedule, okay? Back to the topic, if you're feeling overstretched in certain areas of your life, it is totally okay. I give you permission to do less so that you can be more of the person you want to be and it's just like it brings so much peace into my life and also letting go of the perfectionism like if it came from me it's good enough okay it's perfect enough like just letting go of a lot of the stresses that we put on ourselves because it's just so freeing I love it so do less be more number three and you're not gonna like this one but you need to drop the crisis friends or family members I didn't even know there was a word for these people and that's why I love the internet because it just gives language to the things that you're feeling and experiencing and you're like, oh my god, that is literally what's happening in my life right now. Had crisis people in my life, like they're the ones who for some reason they're always in crisis. And they involve you in it, either by venting to you or trying to gain sympathy or to get you to help them and solve their problems for them. For some reason, they're always in crisis. And it's not just a one-off situation, like it's a recurring event. It's like a cycle, you know. And obviously, you want to give grace, you want to understand people. But the theme with the crisis people is they create the crisis, Okay, it is of their own choosing. Like they choose the crisis at every single point and turn in life and they always involve you in it. It's like they make it their life's mission to be the source of crisis in the lives of the people around them. And for me, it got to a point where every time I would get a text from them, my heart rate would go up. Like I just get a notification and it's like, what now? Okay, I'm already going through all the things that could possibly be wrong in this person's life, how I can sympathize with them and how I can fix it for them. And there's been a lot of research, especially for children who grow up in unstable households where parents fight or just like have a lot of this turbulence. These children grow up to have cardiovascular disease later on in life because that is just so unhealthy to always trigger your fight or flight response all day, every day. Like, why do we think that there's no consequence to that? Okay. So that is not healthy. Like you're not supposed to be triggered that physically by something like all day, every day. Like imagine you're living in a constant state of manufactured stress. Okay. So it's sickening literally makes you physically sick. And obviously if they're your friend or family member, they're a loved one, you want to help them. You want to sympathize with them. You want to fix the situation for them, but they are literally choosing crisis every single time okay like they do this to themselves and obviously though no nuance, Nelly there's people who cannot help it because of some whatever problem they have but at the end of the day you're all adults here why do you have to take on that role of nurturing the crisis person that's not my task okay and that is not your task to fix the lives of crisis people go to therapy go to church, like, do something, okay? This is not normal. You can feel sorry for them. You can love them from afar, but you don't need to be involved in their manufactured crisis all day, every day, okay? That is not your task. And I know you, you're a kind-hearted, spoiled, girly, living in your light, and you want to fix people, but it is not your task, okay? That's on them. Number four, the fourth low-stress lifestyle habit is being mindful with money. Now... I don't want to sound like an out-of-touch boomer, but being frugal is 100% all it's cracked up to be. It has done nothing but lower my stress. Like money may or may not buy happiness, but it does buy a low-stress lifestyle. And it's so funny because money buys a low-stress lifestyle and you don't have to buy anything. Okay, Just having money causes you to have a low-stress lifestyle. We talked about money in this class, so if you watched it, you would know that we don't advocate for being cheap for no reason we advocate for value-based spending so basically spending on things that matter most to you and not spending a lot or not spending at all on things that don't matter to you and don't contribute to your goals okay that's what value-based spending is like you literally find your values and then spend like your values okay and those values are different for every person it's personal finance okay personal Anyways, remember this book, The Millionaire Next Door? It's about how your neighbor could secretly be a millionaire because there's so many of them and they're just living regular, regular lifestyles. Like you would never know if your neighbor was a millionaire. And what they didn't say in this book was the peace of mind that comes with that lifestyle. Like spending way below your means, it brings you so much peace. And also the absence of stress when you release yourself from the shackles of appearing rich. I read this quote somewhere, and it was asking this question, do you want to be a millionaire or do you want to spend a million dollars? And that's so hashtag deep, because when you think about it, a lot of people, when they say I wanna be a millionaire, it's because they want to spend a million dollars, not that they wanna be a millionaire, okay? When they think of being a millionaire, they already divvy up the million. Like, okay, 500,000 for a house, 100,000 for this, blah, 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 and then by the end of it, they've already spent it. There's a difference between wanting to be and stay a millionaire and wanting to spend a million dollars. So to be and stay a millionaire, you actually have to invest a lot of your money and just take small dividends off of that, okay? But people don't think about that when they manifest their first million. And literally the best thing to manifest your first million right now is to practice being a millionaire, okay? Don't change your lifestyle. You don't have to fumble your bag like all these lottery winners and the retired athletes. Like just be Delulu, you're a millionaire next door, no one would ever know. And also when you make friends with the millionaire next door type of people, even more peace of mind, even less stress, okay? Because it's absolutely true that you are the sum of your closest friends. So if you're all earning a certain amount and a lot of you are spending well, above your means you're gonna be just like the rest of them okay so the same thing goes for the other way if you are all spending below your means you're all quietly building wealth secret millionaire next door type of people like that's the vibe okay like a lot of social media makes you believe that you should be spending like that like you're just supposed to be like lavishly spending on things and obviously if you can afford it like why not right like that's in your head like oh why why not I I can afford it. As long as it aligns with your values, go for it, okay? Like value-based spending. But if it doesn't, why? So if overspending due to being influenced by certain content creators is stressing you out, like... Not interested, okay? Click not interested. Curate your new reality with the media that you consume, okay? Consume what you want to see more of. You need to be as ruthless with your social media algorithm as you are with your spending. Like a lot of people check their online bank accounts once a day, but they're so willy-nilly with their media consumption. Like it's the same thing. And obviously you cannot save your way to wealth. So whatever it is you have to do to get your money up ethically, do it. You can only save so much and the next logical thing to do is to just make more money. Money also may or may not buy happiness, but it does buy a lower stress lifestyle. For example, there's always emergencies in life. If anything can go wrong, it will go wrong. And when you are mindful with money, you just feel so prepared. There's so much peace in being financially at peace and this applies to a broad range of income okay like i said live below your means live like a millionaire next door like just be mindful and spend like your values okay especially if you come from a background where there's low financial literacy or you have a past of financial insecurity you may have all these trauma responses from not having money from being too broke to afford things and sometimes you inadvertently sabotage yourself. Okay, so some people, when they have money, they get a big influx of money because you have had past experiences of having all these emergencies. You want to spend your money now on fun things because you know that there's going to be an emergency in the future and you're going to be forced to spend that money on non-fun things. But when you move past from that trauma-informed response, you realize that you will actually have less stress if you set aside money specifically for emergencies and think about that money as non-existent, okay? Like, this is specifically for this. And then I'm gonna use the rest of it for something that I enjoy, okay? And also finding enjoyment in keeping the money, okay? Because that too, I've noticed, a lot of people don't like having money. Like it's burning a hole in their pocket. They need to spend it. Okay. You need a place to hold your money. So one thing that also helped is having multiple different accounts. Okay. So you have your basic checking account and you can have another checking account in a different bank, or you can have a savings account or a long-term savings. Like some people, they don't like it that they have money in their checking account. They feel unsafe. They feel exposed. So be checking account poor, just stash it somewhere else. It doesn't exist. I can't see I'm blind. Like that's the vibe. A lot of us have to work through the scarcity mindset that has been ingrained in us or that we had to get into because we literally were in scarcity. Okay, it didn't come from nowhere. But when you find yourself in a different situation, when you are no longer in the same place that you were in, the mindset that you adopted when you were in that previous space, it doesn't work for this new level anymore. You're not in survival mode anymore, okay? So why are you using survival mode tactics? You are now in the thriving and vibing and flourishing stage of your life. So you need a completely new mindset to thrive and vibe in your thriving and vibing stage. So I get it that a lot of us have all these hurdles, all this trauma to undo all the backwards money narratives that we have with ourselves. Like, you know, my Roman empire, like I think about this a lot, all the time. The fact that Filipino Americans always make it to the top earners, highest income in the United States. But for some reason, they don't make it to the top wealthiest demographics, meaning they're so good at making money but somehow they don't get to keep it and grow it and invest it and turn it into wealth. Okay, so y'all are working so hard in all these very stressful jobs, usually in healthcare, making all this money but not keeping it and growing it. And from what I see personally, being immigrants and the lack of financial literacy in the context of American finance system, ineffective money beliefs and the family tax, that's why. That's why they're not growing wealth. And from my personal experience, the sending endless money to the relatives, the emotional spending, the gambling, the investment scams. It is so sad that a lot of members of immigrant communities fall for investment scams. So like I said, they're so good at making money. And you know what else Filipino Americans are good at? Cardiovascular disease. Filipino Americans outperform all other demographics when it comes to cardiovascular disease. High blood pressure, heart attacks, strokes, all diseases of a high-stress lifestyle. We weren't meant to live this lifestyle of high consumption and high stress. And it's literally k-wording us. K-wording is K-I-L-L-I-N-G. That's my Roman Empire. Think about it constantly. I'm an easily stressed girly. Okay, I know that. I radically accept that about myself. That will never change. I am very easily stressed. If I interact with people who stress me out, I break out. My body is so in tune. Like she's literally telling me like, stay away from this person, there's stress. And do you know what happens to easily stressed people who live a high stress lifestyle? People whose fight or flight response get triggered easily. And then you live a lifestyle that triggers your fight or flight all the time? Cardiovascular disease, hormonal imbalance, diabetes, early, untimely, unaliving. Okay, I don't claim that for myself. And I don't claim that for you. Because we're spoiled girlies. We're in our soft life era because we need to be. Okay, let's just be real. I am not strong. I don't need to show that I'm resilient. I'm this, I'm that, I'm not. Okay, don't test me. Don't try me, I will fail. And all these people who think that it's woo -woo to care for yourself, to want a low stress lifestyle, the soft girl life. Like y'all are trying too much. No. Like it is literally K wording us living these high stress lifestyles and all we have to do to live a lower stress lifestyle is to stop claiming lower level struggle, literally do less ghost crisis people and be better with money. Okay. It is so simple. That's all we have to do. Do not wait until you are so sick that you can't even get out of bed. Because you are living this high-stress lifestyle that you can no longer sustain. Because you are choosing struggle. You are living a life that is literally K-wording you. And as your big sis, I don't claim that for you, okay? Bestie, wake up!